opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for April 19th, 2022. And today we are going to be making a tofu scramble with homemade hash browns. Yes, indeed. And um, I hope that everybody is going to uh, enjoy this call. And I most certainly am. It's going to be a little different cooking-wise than the other uh, things I've cooked. The technique, at least, it uh, still applies the same principles. This is only the second vegetarian call that I have done. All right, so with that, why don't we get things started? I'm going to turn things over to our wonderful host, Monica, who is going to let us know how we can you can participate. We do ask that when you do raise hands, when I'm doing the explaining, if you limit your questions to um, anything regarding the techniques that Tori and I are talking about. If you have suggestions for alternative recipes, things like that, please wait until we open the conversation for that part. So, all right, take it away, Monica. Okay, so in order to participate in this call, make sure you have pressed the got it button, otherwise you won't be able to ask a question or unmute. So when Herbie would like questions, you can do that on your computer with Alt-Y. You can mute and unmute with Alt-A. If you're on your Mac, you can raise your hand with Options-Y and mute and unmute with Command-Shift-A. If you're on your iPhone or an app or your tablet, you can raise your hand um, under the More section. Swipe a couple times to the right and you'll see the raise hand feature. To mute and unmute, it'll be in your lower left-hand corner. And if you're on a phone with a regular keypad, it is star 9 to raise your hand and star 6 to mute and unmute. Thanks, Herbie. And thank you, Monica. All right, folks, we are going to get started with the hash browns first because they are going to take the longest. And they are going to be the... Um, most time consuming. But first of all, I want to welcome in my co-facilitator, Tori. Welcome, Tori. Hello. And I should wish you a happy good afternoon because uh, you're a little bit ahead of me time-wise. I should ask you about what the future is like, but that's another uh, discussion. And Tori we is the one who... What? <laughs> we won't go into that. All right. So Tori actually gave us the tofu scramble recipe that we're going to do in a little bit. And she also was one who suggested we do the hash browns along with them. So thank you, Tori. All right. So first of all, I've got out already my potatoes and a cutting board. And if you read the email, then you saw me mention a paring knife. This is what I use to chop the potatoes. Now you can also do uh, a salad shooter, for instance, or a food processor, depending on how you want the hash browns made or shredded or anything like that. Mine is kind of on the fritz, so we're going to do it the old-fashioned way. And it'll be good to talk about cutting techniques right now anyway. So I'm going to 
take my potato and you may remember from when I did the mashed potatoes I told you how I cut them before and uh, this time I'm going to be more precise on how I cut them so I like to start by cutting my potato in half it really doesn't matter and then I'm going to cut it into the half into two more halves smaller halves and now I'm going to take one of these little halves cut it lengthwise and then I'm going to now cut these halves again into smaller chunks and fillet them down flat, call them, cut them into smaller chunks, do it again. These paring knives I like because they just work well with the texture of the potato. Um, the edges are not really sharp, but they are well defined. I think that's the best way to describe it. And I also like this method because I can kind of, you know, cut you know, the potatoes all at once. You can take smaller pieces, uh, you know, you can cut it one at a time if you prefer, depending on how comfortable you are with the technique. And um, <clears throat> so I'm just taking these potatoes, like I said, and cutting them into nice little small hash brown sized chunks. Um, if I was cooking for myself, I'd be adding in a lot of extra stuff like onions and peppers and uh, garlic, stuff like that. I might add in the garlic, but um, no go on the onions and peppers. So uh, that is that. Tori, did you have anything you wanted to uh, mention for how you make hash browns? Um, no, I do pretty much what you're doing, um, although I have to laugh at your hash brown size chunks description. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, you can have them whatever length you want. Um, now, let's talk about briefly what we need to cook the hash browns with. I mean, you could bake them in the oven, of course. They're not going to taste as good. I'm actually going to use olive oil for mine. I like the... <clears throat> flavor that the olive oil gives the potatoes. Cholesterol-wise, for instance, though, using olive oil versus like regular vegetable oil, I don't know that it really matters that much. Um, I've heard uh, kind of over the years that olive oil isn't that much more healthier for you than vegetable oil, so there you go. Um, the one thing that you do need to know though with cooking with olive oil is it is more of a denser oil and so it can take you do sometimes to do more stirring and really make sure that the potatoes are in there also this is why i also really like to cut them up small because that really helps with the uh cooking of them with vegetable oil you can do larger potatoes and be just fine. So that has been at least my experience. And um, we're also going to be using the new wave, which I know uh, Deb at least has expressed interest in in the past. And um, I actually just got asked about that the other day too from Janine, but I don't know that she is actually on the call today. And um, I've also talked about it on the It's Electric call as well. So if you've not heard it in action or it's uh, also been a while even if you have been on my calls you'll get to hear the new wave uh, used today okay so i'm going to start to put a lot of these potatoes in the pan monica do we have any raised hands 
We do not, and Janine is not on the call today, at least uh, right now. All right. Well, uh, it's good to know. Okay. So let us, I'm putting a lot of these potatoes as I'm cutting them in the pan, just so they're out the way when I continue to cut. And I can also see if I have room for the third potato. If not, then we're just going to stick with the two potatoes. Um, you know, this, um, I, sometimes I do like to use a salad shooter. Like I said, in one of the cool cones they have is a shredder cone. And so you can make the potatoes into, uh, you know, those shredded hash browns. Now, let's also talk about frozen hash browns for a minute, because you might be thinking, Herb, I ain't going to stand here and cut potatoes the way you are. Well, you may certainly uh, do the frozen hash browns. They come in various types. Um, there are the patties that uh, we have over here. Um, they actually are like actual hash brown patties. Um, tater tots are almost like hash browns, but mm, they're tater tots, not hash browns in my opinion. <laughs> but they can work as hash browns. You can also get frozen shredded hash browns. And, um, okay, I think the uh, two potatoes is going to be enough. And I think we're going to push it with the uh, third potato um, and how things cook. Because it'll we'll leave a little bit of, well, actually, I think we can at least do half the potato. Because um, we do like the hash browns. And I'll probably be eating more hash browns and tofu scramble. We're going to talk about the tofu in a little bit, guys, so don't worry. We're getting to that. Um, but you can do the frozen shredded hash browns, or you can buy frozen diced hash browns as well. I, you know, one thing that you have to be careful of with the frozen hash browns, though, is the salt content, because they're going to add in, like, salt to uh, enhance the flavor. Um, one brand... Need to Go be ahead. careful frozen hash browns, and that is that some of them, and this is only applicable if you have a dairy allergy, but some of them do add milk. All so. right, and yep. So you got to be careful with the, these frozen and prepackaged stuff, and look to see what they've added. Um, another, and now the ways to cook them, you can do them in the oven. You can also again fry them on the stove. Now, there is one of the type of hash browns, and they're not frozen, but they are very interesting. They come from the, uh, they are uh, brand Hungry Man. And those hash browns are very interesting because you actually boil them in water. And they are, like I said, they're not frozen. They are pantry, and so they definitely have had a lot more salt, you know, to act as a preservative. And uh, so you boil them in water for five minutes and then you drain them. And that's how you cook those. So if you uh, come across the Hungry Man hash browns and you're wondering, oh, what are those like? Well, now you know. Uh, they're not my favorite, but uh, I thought I'd try them, you know, out of curiosity. Okay, now we're going to move. You know what? I've still got half a potato here can oh and I've just been feeling around there's a chunk that did not get cut up oh dear oh dear oh dear let's fix that 
And again, I'm leaving the skin on my potatoes. I don't believe in taking the skin off. It enhances the flavor. You at least are trying to preserve the nutrients even though you're frying them in oil. But it, you know, the potato without the skin does have, okay, we do have room for the other half of the potato. Have uh, no, it has nutrients. Another way you can cut the potato is again, you can just cut chunks off the uh, potato itself and do it that way. So it's going to take a little bit of practice and you know, just figuring out okay, what works best for you. And if you do want to peel the potatoes, I would for I mean, first of all, you've got to wash them no matter what. But I would definitely really try to soak them so that way when you use a knife or a potato peeler, it'll make it that much easier to get the skin off. But as with the mashed potatoes and all that, I definitely leave the skins on. Okay, do we have any raised hands? We don't. All right. So, um, it'll be interesting because if I make, if, by the way, folks, if, uh, strange things happen, like the meeting doesn't end or whatever, it's because my host who's literally across town from me might suddenly get hungry and suddenly zip on over here. So, uh, he, uh, what? I don't blame her. I mean, we're going to be making her hungry, making all this delicious food. <laughs> yeah. Brownies and uh, hash browns and tofu. I wish we were making brownies and tofu. That'd be interesting. Um, so, no, we, we definitely cannot uh, blame her if she does that, but we will manage in the event that uh, emergency situation happens. So, um, well, to really, the host is not supposed to leave their post, so... Uh, I was going to say... <laughs> all right, be fine. anyway. So what yeah, she it'll be fine. She's going to wait for the meeting to end, and then she's going to get across town as quick as she can before you eat it all. Oh, there you go. Okay. I'm glad we got that established. Okay, so just putting the rest of these in the pan, and I'm, uh, yes, I, I do apologize. I'm just doing a lot of general chit chat here, but uh, not much to talk about while we're getting these potatoes boiled. Okay, so new wave. Let's talk a little bit about that. So I have a large pan here. The new wave is a basically kind of like it's an inductive burner and that affects how the heat comes up. So it works on contact. So I have pans that have a magnetic bottom that you put on the burner, the, the new wave, and that tells it, okay, now I can start heating up. But if I was to uh, move the pan off the burner even though while it was on the heat would stop and you know it's a little bit safer than stovetop cooking so doing what i'm doing and using uh-oh tori you're cutting out a little bit sorry what was that again i said it's especially safer than doing what i'm doing which is a gas cooker Yep. Well, gas stoves are not too bad, provided you have one that you don't have to manually light the flame or anything like that. Um, but yes, New Wave is definitely a little bit safer than a gas stove. Okay, so now you're going to hear me turn this one on. There are various models that have touch screens. Mine is the one that has buttons. So that is the sound of the New Wave turning on. Hopefully you hear that beep and you hear that little fan. 
that's coming from the bottom. So the newt wave is like a, it's a unit that kind of sits up a little bit and you hear the fan ring at the bottom. It plugs in and it's a two prong plug, by the way. So I'm going to set it to medium high for now and we'll just let it warm up. And now we're going to talk tofu. So the idea was really supposed to be using the soft tofu but I had a little bit of trouble getting that yesterday. In fact, I was a little bit sure as to whether I'd even be able to cook the tofu today. But Amazon at least came through for me where Walmart did not. So it was all good. Amazon Fresh, that is not the uh, main site. Um, I have in my possession here the firm tofu. This one comes in a very interesting carton, actually, because we've got two sides to it and one side feels more solid than the other uh-oh did it freeze it shouldn't have but um we're going to open this particular side first of all what i'm going to do is get the butter ready for the pan and i for this one i'm just going to use the stove top because i've got my new wave already engaged and it's an electric stove, though not a uh, gas stove. So I'm going to use the unsalted butter for this, and I'm just going to cut off a good-sized chunk and put it in the pan. And I'm going to investigate our tofu first, and then I'm going to get the uh, pan starting to heat up, and then we're going to add in our seasonings now i will mention that uh we do actually have an official recipe for the tofu scramble so i'm going to briefly read that off to you and assuming my phone cooperates there we go so so like I said, we all right, here we go. Okay. So what we're going to do is it calls for a tablespoon butter or butter substitute, if you prefer that. 100, 200 grams carton of silken tofu. We're going to be using the firm stuff today because I could not get the silken. Two teaspoons salt, two teaspoons pepper and two teaspoons seasoning of your choice. And what we're going to do is put the tofu and the seasonings in a bowl, and then we're going to mash it all together. And kind of like how we do for the scrambled eggs, I'm gonna let the butter heat on medium, and then we're going to add in the tofu mixture. So it's kind of like scrambled eggs, only we're not doing eggs, we're doing tofu. So, let us get out my a mixing bowl. Okay, do we have a mixing bowl? I know we have a mixing bowl because what you don't know is where the mixing bowl is. Yeah, we just don't know where the mixing bowl is, but we now do know where the mixing bowl is. Here. Okay. So what I'm going to do is a make sure the mixing bowl is 
out of the range of the pan here, the new wave. I'm going to make sure my wires are out the way. I've got too many gadgets here in this kitchen sometimes I tell you. Okay, move the new wave a little bit over there. Now I've got, actually what we're going to do is use this counter over here and we're going to put all our tofu stuff in that. That'll work a lot better. And then we can also be away from the heat that the... No, the new wave doesn't generate too much heat, though the stove will once we get that one. up. But I'm going to wait on the stove. Okay, so I've got my mixing bowl. Now let's go investigate our tofu. This one has two sections. The cartons I'm used to only has the one. But we're going to peel back the film. So it's, uh, it's supposed to be like a square carton. This one is like two smaller rectangles. So, And um, I had several choices. There's super firm, extra firm. I decided just to get the extra firm and call that good. Okay, you're going to be difficult to get off. Well, that's no problem. That is why they invented knives. So I don't need to be too precise with this. We're just going to puncture a hole in this particular thing. And now I can use this hole actually to drain some of the water out. So there we go. And I'm just gonna press down on the film here. Out comes the water. And um, now we're going to peel back more of it. Okay, so there's at least one side exposed. And what about our other side? All right, we'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to pour this over the bowl so it's come up as one large block. Actually, I'm taking it out the bowl and just kind of using my hands to squeeze out the water. I could have done this over a strainer. But um, that's okay. And then a little bit of extra water got in the bowl. We're going to pour that out. Okay, now what can we do with our other side? Let's see here. Um, otherwise, we're just going to have a slightly smaller tofu scramble. But, oh, wow. Um, there we go. And uh, what you're hearing in the background is uh, somebody who is ringing Tori's doorbell, and the dogs are definitely getting super excited about that. Um, while I'm dealing with this frozen tofu, Monica, do we have any raised hands? I don't see any raised hands, Herbie. All right. There's a lot of people here, though. All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad you all are here. And especially for those of you that came over from the morning crew, I really applaud you coming um, from the, if you were on the morning call rather not just the morning crew, but um, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do the call today. Let me tell you, after some of the stuff people were talking about. Um, okay. I'm going to throw this away. And uh, we're just going to kind of most of the tofu is still usable. Some of it, unfortunately, is in a solid block. So not nice of the fridge 
do that to me, but okay, now we can actually break up this particular block and uh, there we go. Oh, come on. I know I can get a bit more out of you. Okay. So, what does tofu feel like? Maybe you've never dealt with this stuff before. It is an interesting texture. It is, well, it's definitely soft and fluffy, even though it's firm. That's how I would kind of describe it. It does have a dull taste, which is why you're, you definitely want to season it, unless you really prefer uh, bland. They do make a lot of uh, meat things out of tofu, meat substitutes like tofurkey, for instance. Um, that is uh, interesting. And let's see. I think there's only so much I can do with this block. Okay, most of it I'm able to use. There's just this tiny frozen block we're just going to put in the garbage as I cannot make use of that. Alright, now we're going to add in our seasoning. So this calls for two teaspoons salt, two teaspoons pepper, and we are going to use garlic powder. But first I'm going to go check on the hash browns. And I'm going to just uh, make sure I have the bigger spoon. I'd much prefer to stir with a bigger spoon, especially when dealing with heat. And we're just going to kind of I'm trying to stick to the bottom of the pan a little bit. Okay, let's loosen you up. There we go. Now you can should be able to hear them sizzling. And the tricky thing is making sure that they all get exposure to the oil. So part of what you're doing is stirring is moving them around the pan and making sure that the hot oil you know, gets on them all. And you're just going to use your spoon for this. And, but you'll be able to feel kind of with your hand a little bit that they're uh, stirring. Okay. The heat's going over them. Okay, so we're going to leave them on the medium heat for now because I can't stand here constantly stirring them. I may turn up the heat a little bit later on just to, to make sure they're cooked. But for now, you're going to leave them on medium and instead turn to our tofu. So let's see here. I had a teaspoon earlier. Ah, uh, there it is. Okay. So actually it's a half teaspoon, but that's fine. Um, we'll just do two measurements. So I've got salt here. I've got this container of sea salt that I'm going to be using. And we're going to hold this over the bowl. And some of the extra is going into the bowl, but that's fine. Okay, so there is our salt. And a tiny bit more. Now the pepper. And of course with the pepper you can make things uh, spicy, but we're going to use our pepper grinder here and that should help with that. Um, pepper grinder. There you are. 
See, that's how it works in this kitchen. I call something and it comes. Isn't that loyalty or what, guys? That's a neat trick. You gotta teach my kitchen that. You're just gonna use a firm hand. Um, oh, I see. I'm just too nice. Exactly. You you can't be nice. You gotta make sure it knows who's boss and that you are it. All right. Now we're gonna put the pepper back and it won't put itself away though either you, you, you still have to do that part okay so the garlic powder let's talk about that next because it actually comes in the same type of bottle that my montreal steak seasoning comes in so how do we not get them mixed up well there's two ways you can tell first of all they're going to smell much different from each other as the garlic powder is going to smell like garlic and more precisely garlic powder the other thing though is that to, let's say if you don't have a sense of smell texture wise they are going to feel very different from each other as well as the steak seasoning is more granulated whereas the garlic powder is you guessed it powdery okay so i'm going to Pour the garlic powder has two sides to it the side for sprinkling and a side for pouring I could also take off the lid and scoop directly But pouring is going to work just fine for me because I'm doing it again I'm pouring over the bowl, but if you're not comfortable with pouring you may be more comfortable with taking the lid off completely and putting your spoon in there and Scooping so it's your personal preference, but again I, you can't have too much of this stuff, in my opinion. Okay. So, Tori, how do you like to mash your tofu? Um, I actually, if I'm using the um, silken stuff, then just with a spoon. But if it's the firmer stuff, then I will use a fork. You'll use a what? Fork. A fork. All right. I thought that's what you said. Okay, so... Let's see how it works with a fork. All right. So we're going to take the fork now and we're going to mash, 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 mash. Oh, you know what? Might help to get our butter starting to go. What do you think? That's a rhetorical question. I'm going to put the heat on medium. And do we have any raised hands? No, Herbie, not yet. All right. And yes, folks, I do apologize if it sounds annoying me having to ask, but I think you can appreciate I'm not in a position where I can look at the screen. So I have to have the auditory feedback from my host, one of the very valuable services that they perform on this call. So when you're on an ACD call, folks, remember to thank your host, thank your streamer because they do really really hard work and uh making these calls run so okay i'm mashing 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 and using a fork and smaller mixing bowl might have actually been easier but i'm glad i didn't use a tiny bowl by any means now we're just gonna kind of stir and mash Stir and mash. 
and normally you would use it like last week uh, Tori used the firm tofu for steaks and I imagine she's going to use the firm tofu for next week's recipe which is going to be sesame chicken yep I will be using the firm tofu for that so we're gonna do that we're also gonna um got, so we got that for next week and then in May we're going to have uh chocolate chip cookies i do know that and hoping to do a fried chicken recipe but the one i want so far i don't think it's going to work out i can't get one of the seasonings that i need but we'll still try and well i've also been asked about doing a stir fry so we're going to try that in may as well so that will be right around the corner. I haven't fully worked that one out yet, but I do know our next two recipes. And don't forget, we are on a weekly basis now. So as long as I got stuff to cook, I'm going to be uh, cooking. Okay. And I do take requests, by the way, for things to consider. If I think I can make it or I'm able to, um, you know, I will definitely take it under consideration. I've gotten some ideas uh, recently from one of our valued participants on how to cook carrots. So there we go. Okay, I've got one frozen piece here that I'm having to use my hand to break up. All right, so I'm going to... Just use my hands here to just kind of break up some of these frozen pieces that, again, I did not want to have to deal with, but it is what it is. Okay. So, the butter is sizzling. I can kind of hear that. I'm going to go, first of all, check on the hash browns again, which are starting to smell good. And I'm just going to do a quick stir. And texture-wise, you can kind of tell how the potatoes feel with the spoon as they are going to, of course, shrivel up a little bit and, you know, have a more crisp feel. So you can kind of tell how they feel. And they become a little bit easier to stir, too, so I can tell that they are definitely starting to cook. Just sampling one. One, two. Still needs more time, but that's okay. Now, what is our pan doing? Okay, it is slowly heating up. Oh, dear, I've got too much stuff on the counter here. But there we go. Now our butter is starting to sizzle. When you've got multiple pans, you've got, um, you've got to listen to which pan is doing what. And um, that reminds me of a thing I did the other day where they were asking questions about how do you, what senses do you use to engage these things? So, you know, I can, I know where my stove is, I know where my new wave is. So, like, my, my stove, if I'm standing in the center, my stove is on the left and the new wave is on the right. So, it's just a matter of distinguishing which pan is doing what. And even when wearing these uh, earpieces, I can still tell. 
Okay, so I'm going to take my bowl over to the pan, and we're going to pour and make sure that everything comes out. So we're just, uh, I mean, we can't so much pour as scrape in my case today at least. So if this was softer stuff, it probably would pour out more. And we got some seasoning stuck to the side of the bowl. Okay, that's what the dishwasher, I, in my case, somebody else doing the dishes will take care of. But um, what we are going to do is let the bowl soak. Oh, and I can tell with the pan that there's still a couple more frozen pieces, but we're going to let, I can break it up and we'll let the pan take care of that even more so. So, in a situation where you've got stuff stuck to the side of the pan, letting it soak in the soapy water is not a bad idea. Some soapy hot water, to be precise, is what I do. And so... Okay, it's coming off anyway, but that way it'll be easier to get off when the dishes are going to be doing. Alright. So now we've got our tofu in the pan. I'm going to take a spoon once again. You can either use the same spoon you're stirring with or a different one just to be on the safe side. It doesn't matter. There's some stuff that put was on the side of the stove here that um, pouring such a heavy amount into the pan can be a bit uh, tricky. So you've got to be willing to seal around a little bit to get some of the extra you can put it in the pan. And now we can kind of start stirring. And you know, I think this will be fine. I probably should have used a bigger pan for a tofu scramble. I just prefer sometimes a smaller pan because it, the way it generates heat, it's more concentrated and stuff cooks better, but that's okay. Um, so, uh, Tori, did you have any uh, comments? Um, only that, uh, if you can get the silken tofu, you do want to try and use that one for the scramble, but it, it can be done like Kirby is doing with the firmer tofus. And, um, you can, as well as the seasonings, add other stuff to it. Like if you want to add, um, I know Kirby can't do this for, because of people who are eating with him, but, uh, onions and things like that or something that Herbie would not want to add himself, but people might, mushrooms, that kind of thing. You can add that to your tofu, or um, if there's something that needs longer to cook than the tofu does, cook them up more um, before you add the tofu. Yep, you can have the mushrooms. Um, but uh, yes, okay, so I've kind of turned the heat up to medium-high a little bit so this thing will start to really go and um, definitely, these are going to be very, this is going to be very garlicky. So, uh, excuse me. Do we have any raised hands? 
Yes, Karen has a question. All right, welcome, Karen. Good morning, Herbie and Monica and everyone. Uh, normally, I'm listening on ACB Media, but I had a um, couple. I had a couple questions. So, um, I've had tofu once before, and I didn't really like it. So, I know with a lot of with a lot of foods, it's all about preparation and um, you know what other ingredients you add to it. Um, a couple things. One, um, can you describe the consistency? Because I'm a little confused. It sounds like there's different types and different consistencies. Really, wise it really depends on which tofu you've got. Um, the silken one is going to be um, a softer consistency, kind of like scrambled eggs. Uh-huh. But then the firmer one, uh, as you get firmer, will get... Um, uh, like well, obviously a more firmer texture, kind of like um, chicken or something. Okay, it's still gonna have a soft you know, feel one, to another, it. Another quick question: yeah. What would you suggest besides um, besides the ingredients that you're adding? Like, what types of uh, spices and things would make tofu taste good? Because whatever spices you like. Okay, because I don't know how to make it that make would make it taste good. Well, <laughs> I've got somebody showing up at my house pretty soon that um, doesn't do garlic, so I couldn't do garlic. So I did salt, pepper, and onion powder. Uh-huh. Uh, I've also, before now, um, had uh, chili in my tofu and um, uh, all sorts of things. It really depends on what seasonings you like. Uh-huh. So... Okay. Guess you well, pretty much anything that you would normally expect to be okay to add to scrambled eggs, you could add to scrambled tofu. Okay, I guess it's about experimentation. Hmm. Yeah. I, um, okay. a lot about experimentation, and a lot of the reason that people find that it doesn't taste as good is that you need to use more seasoning than you typically would expect. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you so much, and I uh, appreciate this show and, and all the other um, cooking programs. So thank you guys for what you do. Oh, not a problem. Now, a couple other things you could add to tofu. Uh, chocolate chips. Now, I don't know what that would taste like, but, uh, you know, if, if you, you know, uh, it might be worth to... it. And it's something to try. If anybody does it, let me know how it turns out. Um, well, actually, can, if you're using all three degrees, you can easily make tofu into something. Yep. Um, I have made a chocolate pudding with tofu, um, and it was pretty good. So it's the same kind of effect. Yeah, yeah, it is. So yep, well, you can so just some chocolate chips, vanilla, a little bit of sugar, maybe, and uh, there you go. Um, yeah. You know, rosemary probably would do well in tofu. You know, and any any type of flavor you're you want. So. I advise you don't add the rosemary at the same time you're adding the chocolate chips. No, no, that would not be good. Same with the garlic. You know, you, you, I mean, I mean, um, they're good with them, but not. But don't mix yeah. sweet and sweet too much. No, no, don't. Um, so Sandra there you has go. a question. All right, Sandra. Hi guys. Um, yeah, I have a question, but just before that, if you watch any of the sort of MasterChef type shows, especially some of the international ones, they do mad things like that all the time, like chocolate garlic or fennel muffins or whatever. Oh, all right. 
Well, they can do it. I'm not going to. (laughs) (laughs) My question is, could you marinate the tofu before cooking it or would that ruin it or something? No, you can marinate it. To utterly, utterly transform the taste of it. Uh, it, it will make it um, the flavors infuse more when you're doing something like tofu scramble you don't really need to but if you're doing something like um say you want to do sour tofu for example yeah. then i could marinate it in tiny spice or something um overnight or at least for a couple of hours before then cooking it yeah, because I, I, I tasted it years ago and, and wasn't impressed. But what I remember is it's quite, um, it's it, it, the, the texture isn't that smooth. So I, I don't want to say it's got holes in it because it hasn't got holes in it, but it sort of feels a bit. No, like but it smooth. is porous. So it is. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So, so yeah, because I thought, well, two hours, that's not long. But actually, because of how the, the texture of it, it probably wouldn't need that long to soak up whatever you wanted to. Okay. It doesn't need that long, but you can do it, and it and some some people recommend it. I say it depends on how strong you want your flavors. Yeah, because I'm thinking a coconut milky something or other. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Okay. Now, another thing you could do with the tofu, if you wanted to give it a little bit more flavor, though it can make it greasy, so don't use too much, is you could fry it in like a little bit of olive oil or some peanut oil. Um, so that's another suggestion. The hash browns are done, by the way, and you probably heard in the background while Tori and Sandra were talking that uh, I did some more stirring of the hash browns and turned off the new wave. And they're going to sit for the moment until I am done with the tofu and can get to draining the hash browns. And um, another good, you know, thing that I had actually at a uh, church once was, you know, they used the foam tofu, obviously, but it was sliced tofu and barbecue sauce. And that really helped disguise a lot of the tofu flavor, I thought. So there you go. Use um, like the silken tofu. You don't even have to actually cook this, but you can use silken tofu with some mustard powder uh, uh, as a mustard and some um, mayo. Um, obviously, you'd use vegan mayo if you're doing it for a vegan, and you could make something essentially like an egg salad sandwich. Yep. All right. Sorry, can you eat tofu raw? Sorry for not raising my hand. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Right. Okay. Yeah. Chanel has a question Okay Chanel Is it okay Is this question time or comment time So go ahead We can uh, If it's questions just hold off For one more minute It's comments comments. If it's questions Okay so um, questions for now Comments in a couple minutes Okay All right. Okay, so real quick, I just need to talk about draining the hash browns. Um, and that's why I didn't want to get caught up into other things just yet, because we're not actually done cooking. And uh, if you want to start raising your hands to leave comments, Chanel will go first, but I do need to talk about this. And um, I'm going to take my pan of hash browns. I'm going to come over to the sink. You, it's always a good idea to let this really cool a few minutes before doing this, and I also do it under this over the sink so that way if 
looks like uh, anything might catch on fire, I can quickly run water as a first response, but if you let things cool, that'll really help with avoiding that. Okay. So, one thing that happened is my I put my strainer in the uh, sink here, and it kind of tipped the soapy water bowl, so I'm going to move my pan back to the new wave real quickly and I'm going to rewash the strainer because I don't want any soap on the food. Uh, okay, all these big bowls create a lot of havoc. So I'm just running water through it here, not doing anything fancy, and then we're going to dry it off. And yes, folks, uh, we are running short on time. I do realize that. So let us, we're going to pour the hash browns over the strainer. I do not recommend the flexible type strainers. I recommend the straight plastic ones that don't move. And that way you can pour in the sieve. And then we're going to just shake the strainer a little bit to get out the excess oil. And... Of course, if you have a deep fryer, you can, you know, your basket does all this type of work. You can also air fry hash browns. I'm not a big fan of air fried potatoes in general, though. Um, so it's not a method I recommend. All right, Chanel, while I'm dishing up your breakfast, you can start leaving your comments. I just wanted to say that I've had fried tofu before, maybe even tofurkey. It was really good. And I would love to have some more, you know, tofu stuff like the some of the tofu steaks and the the you know, whatever you were talking about. All the the thing I can't make think of that you're making next week, but in the tofu variety. Um Sesame I, tofu, I, yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes I just don't always like the meat and the tofu, you know, is probably healthier. Um so anyway. All right. Um, hash browns turned out all right. So now I'm going to pour the tofu onto the plate. Do we have any more raised hands? We do not. All right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that'll be interesting to see how the sesame chicken recipe works with the uh, tofu. I don't know about that one. I could you know, do tofu steaks, but I, I think personally, I think my actual steaks would be more, a little bit more delicious, but, uh, well, you could always do yourself an actual steak and do Chanel. Yep. But I will comment though, like it's interesting because Chanel had mentioned like last week was what I did. The uh, steak recipe was the most, uh, the steak was actually the most flavorful out of the three things I cooked last week. So, Right, so we're now going to bring it over to the table. Chanel will be our taste tester. I'm going to be our taste tester too in just a minute because I have not tried this uh, tofu yet. And um, and Herbie, it's ten minutes to the top of the hour. Perfect. All right, guys. So, like I said, if you do not have any more general questions or comments, it is now now's the time to raise your hand. And uh, otherwise, we're going to find out in just a minute how things turned out from Chanel's perspective. 
Okay, we do have a question. Um, area code 561, ending in 906. All Please right. Hello, it's Jill. Hello, yep. Jill. How are you? Good, how are you? Um, I have just a quick question and a comment. Um, my question was, I missed it. What do you use to um, spread the potatoes? Did you use like a potato peeler? So I just cut the potato. I leave this. I just leave the skin on my potatoes. I don't peel them, but you can use a potato peeler, definitely. Um, so what do you use to cut them into the small? I just used a paring knife. knife. Yeah, just oh, a knife. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I missed that. And um, the the comment about the spices suggestions, I like um, the flavor of nutritional yeast. Um, ah, yes. Tofu, like the scramble, because it gives like that. Oh, yeah, it's a very, it's very good addition. Yeah, like it, it gives it, um, it makes it taste almost like um eggs scrambled eggs would be yeah and then um there's another spice blend it's called berberry and i'm not sure exactly what's in it it's kind of like warm like warmer spices and that's a really good one um that i like with tofu so those are just um some things that i like and if other people may want to try all right. Back in the nutritional yeast one. All right, guys. And now let's go over live to my right and hear from our first live taste tester, uh, Chanel Allen. Welcome, Chanel. Well, I was going to, I had my hand up, but anyway. Um, well, they can just hear you this way. It'll be a lot. All right. I, it's too garlicky to which to me tastes like salt, but I know you I added garlic. So, um, to me, the potatoes are good, but the tofu is too garlicky. Mm. Okay. I I liked it better when you made it for me a couple weeks ago, honestly, with, I mean, it didn't have as much seasoning, but it was just better texture-wise, and I don't know. Okay. I feel you mean about the garlic. Yeah, you always put way too much in stuff. Now it's kind of hard to eat. All right. I'm being honest. Yeah, I know. And I can't Perhaps um, next time um, either reduce the seasoning or um, split the amount between, like, some of it garlic, some of it something else. Yeah, I think I'll do that. All right. Seasonings are a personal choice thing. Yep, and very much is. We do okay, have guys. another question if you like. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay, it's area code five seven one ending in nine one seven. Feel free to unmute. Hello, uh Herbie and every everyone. Um I'd like to ask um okay, when you're when you're cooking the tofu tofu scramble, um does it cook fat you have it on medium, right? You have it on medium and does it cook faster as you add the ingredients, or could you just throw everything all in there all at one time, or what? Um, so, go ahead. 
I added everything in advance before putting it in the pan. And this is Pam, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I just put everything in the bowl and mixed it together before pouring it in the pan. Which is what I usually do, but it doesn't really matter. If my husband cooks it for me, he puts it in the pan and then starts adding the ingredients. It's just easier for us, we've not been able to see, to make sure that it's mixed well when it's cold and in a bowl. Does it cook fast? At medium? It, it doesn't affect the cooking speed. Oh, okay. Okay, thanks. <laughs> okay. Thanks. We have one more hand, Herbie. All right, who we got? Sandra. Sandra, welcome. Again. Yeah, sorry. Um, I came in late, so I didn't know what you were actually doing it with the tofu. Were you frying it or boiling it's it or like frying it? Frying it. Frying it. Okay. So when I made the tofu scramble a couple weeks ago, what Chanel liked, I think, is because the olive oil gave it an extra little bit of twang. So that's what I'd used at that time. So um, that is another way of frying it, but uh, very, very good. Well, but it was fry. also a little too greasy then. It was. What you fry in is going to make a difference to the taste. Definitely. All right. Do we have any more hands? Uh, we don't. All right, guys, so first of all, I just want to remind you, if you've not done so, make sure you subscribe to the ACB Cooks mailing list, which is ACB Cooks plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And that way you will get the recipes that all the cooking shows on here do, the three main ones anyway, um, myself, Wake, Make and Bake, and In the Kitchen with Courtney and Carrie. Excuse me, I'm losing my headphones here. So we highly encourage you to join us on that. Also, for those of you listening on ACB Media 5, if you've not done so, subscribe to our community email list, ACB, I'm sorry, community at acb.org, where you get information on all the calls that are happening and how you can join them on Zoom. And just a reminder, you do not have to be an ACB member. Anybody can join these calls. Now, for those of you that do not have email access, we now have a phone system where you can get the ingredients for the next upcoming cooking call. And I'm going to give you that phone number. And that is in the US 662 443 2664. Once again, Area code 662-443-2664. And that is provided to us, uh, that and the list are provided to us by Courtney, who is one of the hardest working uh, cooks in our community because she has done some great organizational stuff behind the scenes and uh, getting us all coordinated. And she actually does kind of like what Colby does with the schedule. She'll read out the uh, ingredients list for the next upcoming call, which will be hers for the Sunday. I do not recall if she announced what she is making, but I know it'll be something very delicious. All right, last hand check. Uh, no hands, Herbie. All right, guys. Well, I hope that you're going to join me next and heading on over to the neighborhood coffee clutch. 
and there's also other great calls happening throughout the day so be sure to check those out both on the ECB media and on Zoom Abacus Made Simple I know it's going to be happening Independent Living before that and a whole ton of calls thank you Monica for an awesome job Thank you, Tori, as always, for co-facilitating. Thank you, Deb, for streaming.